This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. It's Monday morning right here on MPB Think Radio. That means it's time for Deep South Dining. What's up, Java? Oh, man, it's all right, Malcolm. Um, missing our skillet buddy. Boy, your, are we ever. Your bestest skillet buddy, uh, Carol Puckett, this morning. But it's the week of Thanksgiving, so a lot of things are happening. Uh, but before we get started, I do want to uh, recognize you. We talked about it a little bit last week, but um, at the Eco Shed on Commerce Street down in uh, in the, I guess it's the Midtown District yeah. of Jackson. Yeah. Um, have you seen your... Your exhibits as a as a Jackson icon. Yes, I saw the uh, portable uh, mural. Uh, it, it's outrageous. It's beautiful, and I was able to attend the service, the ceremony. And man, I'm just uh, honored and flabbergasted to be in that company. Yeah, you you're up there with some uh, Margot Walker, Alexander, um, uh, Richard Wright, um, uh, Walter Payton is up there. Dorothy Moore is on there. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. It's it's amazing. Angie Thomas, yeah, it's a lot. Um so just wanted to recognize you and it's a it's a free exhibit, so if anybody wants to check it out. Yeah, and I understand it's the actual um panels uh, of the mural will travel around. So it's yeah. portable. It's kind of a new concept. Instead of a mural on the side of a building, it's a mural that moves around. So And uh, uh shout out to the artist uh Shonda Pyramid. Outrageous. Yeah. She did a great job. Now, if you want to see Shonda's work, other than going to the Eco Shed, the first round of Jackson Icons mural is on the wall. Uh, right across the street from the two Mississippi museums. That's right. Mm-hmm. On the uh, Old Capitol Land building. Okay, that's the building, yeah. So that one has David Banner, Eudora Welty, uh, maybe Richard Wright. I don't know. But the, the first class of icons yeah. are, are there. And then this group that Mega I was. Evers is on there, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So this group that Hal and I yeah. were honored to to join is the second class, I guess you'd call it, and our mural uh, is portable. But anyway, great honor, humbled, thankful. As there we go, here we are on Segway. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are preparing like the rest of us for Thanksgiving, you want to share what is going to be on your Thanksgiving table in your kitchen. Of course, there's always the talk about the traditional turkey and ham and dressing or stuffing, depending on your vocabulary. The yams, the sweet potatoes, uh, the casseroles. Java, why don't you share a little bit about what goes on at your house on well, Thanksgiving our, Well, table? our house is going to be a little different because my wife, she has been meatless um, vegetarian for almost, for I guess I'll say a little more than a year now. Right. So um, it was funny. Her her mom was having a conversation about her not eating, you know, turkey and things this Thanksgiving. So um, I, I, I'm i not sure what exactly she's going to prepare, but I know uh, everyone else in the household is going to be, you know, partaking in the turkey and the ham. So there will be a turkey and a ham, but there will be vegetarian or vegan dishes also. Yeah, there will be vegetarian and vegan dishes because she's been really strict about it, um, even at the house where... Uh, this past weekend, I did a lot of the cooking, so I did a lot of the unboxing. Um, <laughs> and but it was a lot. It was a lot of plant based uh, Asian dishes. So um, okay, yeah. If anybody, I would suggest that too as a way for people to 
get into plant-based foods. If you, you know, are skittish or skeptical about things, go with something that's real flavorful and see how you can kind of, my poor choice, choice of words, but trick your mind right. into, trick your mind. into uh, you know, eating something that's plant-based, but it still has that meaty flavor and texture. Great. Well, at our home, we will be having a turkey. Um, we went back and forth. You know, there are these shortages and these price increases. Yeah. And there's nothing normal about <laughs> this year. Uh, but we've, in the end, Kara came home uh, with a turkey day before yesterday. Okay. And we decided to go the traditional route. Now, my part, she will make the bird and many of the sides. I make the dressing. And I historically would make an oyster dressing. We've talked about this uh-huh. before. But in the last few years, I've moved away from the oyster dressing, and I've started making a crab meat dressing. Now, that sounds delicious. Which is basically like eating a giant casserole of stuffed crab meat or, or <laughs> crab meat uh, royale or whatever you yeah, might want to uh-huh. call it. So it's just your traditional stuffing or dressing, we call it, with crab meat in it instead of the oysters. Pretty that's, good. Yeah, no, that's, that's I've never heard that, and I want to try some. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're going to start going to the phone here right now, and right. Let's see, we got Bill. He's on the road, and he wants to talk a little bit about his Thanksgiving dinner. What's going on, Bill? Hello, Bill. Well, okay. he must be on the road and uh, Drop, dropped off. got dropped. <laughs> but anyway, so. Uh, Last night, I went over to uh, Joe and uh, Mary Pryor's house, Joe Sherman, who frequent has, has guests. he's a frequent guest, a contributor to Cooking and Coping, uh, and has uh, substituted for yours truly on the show and has been our guest many times. And he invited a group of us over to his house for lasagna last night. Yeah. And he made a wet salad. Now, we were talking about this before because I said I ate a salad last night, and it was dry. I put dress, I put salad dressing on it, and then it became a wet salad. And he was like, no, it's a little different. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, Joe grew up in the Delta, and there are many old-line restaurants like Doe's and Lusco's that make gardenias, that make this type of a salad. And it's, a, it's usually multiple greens. It's not just one, like— one type of green it's two or three types of greens chopped with onions garlic usually a little parsley and or mint okay and and it's tossed it's pre-tossed uh, in its dressing which is normally what you would think of as an oil and vinegar which would be a three parts oil one part vinegar or lemon juice which is what Joe used last night, but Joe has flipped the formula. Joe goes three parts lemon, lemon juice, Oof. one part oil. Okay. So it is very yeah. tart. Tangy. <laughs> Excellent, though. Uh, but I grew up uh, eating a wet salad at my grandmother White's table, and what she did was she made a pre-tossed salad, she called a wet salad, using mayonnaise instead of oil. So instead of the three or one part oil she used mayonnaise so she would use lemon juice parsley um mayonnaise and toss it so it would have a little bit more texture uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the greens but anyway i grew up eating wet salads there's also a new orleans style uh, salad called a soaked salad 
and then there is a wilted salad. And Kevin Farrell, who's in the studio with us as our call monitor. What, what are you, our call, hall monitor? The call, call screener. Screener, screener. <laughs> so, so Kevin grew up, I guess, or knows about the wilted salad. Uh, Kevin, how does that, you think, differ from the wet or the soaked this was when I was a kid, and I'm 60 now, so it's taxing my memory. It was a few years uh, ago. <laughs> but it seemed like it was like a hot oil or something that my mom would pour on the lettuce, so it kind of got wilted it, but also crisp it, if that's Crispited a word. it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, it was quite tasty. It was one of the things I, I remember. Was it just lettuce leaves, or were there other vegetables uh, in the salad? Well, um, as children, none of us, we all hated tomatoes. So right. I think my mom would occasionally make... Make us eat one slice of tomato, but uh, on other occasions, I think she gave up and just um, just did it with the lettuce. I got you. Well, I, I forgot to mention the, the tomato. My grandmother did put the tomatoes in, and Joe Sherman put the tomatoes in last night, as does Doe's uh, and, and Lusco's and the other traditional Delta recipes. All right, we've got uh, one of our friends uh, from out in the great state of Mississippi and Osaka, Mississippi calling. It's Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen, how are you? Hey, Malcolm. I heard you talking about salads. I got two quick tips. One, I discovered totally by accident. You know how you're in the middle of something and people are coming over and you go, oh, no. Oh, no yeah. Parsley. Parsley is not a big thing of it, but sometimes it, it adds to all the time. So I had some turnip leaves, and they were deep green. I did the cleaning, the rinsing and all, and I used one of those shredder uh, things that you roll across the leaves, back and forth, back and forth. Right. And I got them small, and I noticed when I was topping the soup with those, one, they stayed greener longer, hmm. and uh for a presentation, if you're doing it like on a buffet style, that's a good, good tip. And uh, when when you're cooking the turkey, <laughs> always remember to take out the innards. Oh, yeah. Boy, have I made that mistake before. <laughs> I forget to pull the little that. paper bag out. Well, they, they called me on how to bake a turkey, and I told her. Of course, I didn't tell her to take out the innards. <laughs> I was one of those people that assumed that she knew how to do that. So <laughs> I, I got the raw end of that deal. <laughs> we didn't have much turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how many people have sat down to a turkey dinner and at the very end, you know, reached up in the cavity there and found the uh, the giblets say, in the wait, neck wait a minute. in the back. <laughs> Talk about uh, a trick I bag. <laughs> I had done that with the chicken, and when I was much younger, like eighteen, nineteen, and you know, I thought I had everything out and didn't. My hand mm. didn't go deep enough into that bird. <laughs> so I I have done it, but not to that extreme. It was back then. It was only a two dollar bird. <laughs> yeah, boy, has that changed? Two dollars a pound now, I guess. I don't even know. Oh, six six dollars for a chicken. I tell them I'm going retro. I'm putting up a chicken coop. There you go. There you go. Thanks. Kathleen, thank you so much. Have a th happy Thanksgiving to everyone there. Y'all deserve it. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and thanks as always for for listening to Deep South Dining and for taking the time and trouble to call in. Malcolm, just like uh, Kathleen was talking about having something in somewhere where it shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> we got an email from uh, from Sue, uh, and it says, uh, a quick Thanksgiving story. Um, a family 
Uh, I heard about love, the matriarch's cornbread dressing so much. So as she aged, others agreed to take up this mantle, but she kept insisting. So all was fine until the dish rag was served (laughs) up when the dressing was served at the table. So somebody thought they could follow Nana's recipe, but they didn't. They <laughs> added the dish rag. They added the dish rag. And uh, they was like, this is a, a, a great way to, to skip the politics. And they talked about the dish rag all, all uh, day at the Thanksgiving table. So <laughs> if you have a turkey cooking technique uh, or some tips on how you prepare your bird, please check in with us. And uh, also, do you make cornbread or regular bread dressing? Or do you prefer stuffing rather than dressing? So much to cover. So many philosophical (laughs) topics to get back to. So we'll take a break, and uh, we'll look forward to getting phone calls and emails from you. We'll continue talking about the great Thanksgiving feast that is upon us and what will be on your table uh, and for your family this year. White meat or dark? Homemade cranberry sauce or straight from the can? So many things to cover. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. If you want to join the conversation, one 672 7464 Or, as always, shoot us an email to food at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Welcome back to Deep South Dining. Malcolm White here with Java Chapman. And Carol had to be away this morning, but uh, as always, she's with us in spirit. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got some uh, phone calls. I guess people want to talk about their Thanksgiving plans this morning. Who would Um, not want to talk about Thanksgiving? (laughs) That's my opinion. But but if we could, just before we go to the the phones, I wanted to uh, say that uh, Carol and I had a wonderful event last Thursday at Lemuria Bookstore with uh, one of our guests, Ann Byrne, the cake doctor. Was, yeah. You know, we had her on last Monday. Uh-huh. She's got a new book out. And uh, so she came to town uh, and came to Lemuria, and Carol and I led a little conversation or discussion with her, and we had a great time. It's a wonderful book. If you uh, have ever thought about using a cake mix, she wrote the book. Real, yeah, real, uh, you know, taking that time away. Don't don't think the cake mix is cheating. That's right, that's <laughs> right. All right, let's uh, go to the phones. Where shall we start, John? Uh, let's go to Jane. I think that's Jane and Brandon. Hello, Jane. Hello there. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to go back to the wet salad conversation, if I may. Let's go. Okay. Um, one of my most favorite salads, not for necessarily Thanksgiving, but is hot slaw. Hot slaw, okay. Yes. Do you know about hot slaw? Well, it sounds like the wilted version, where you pour the warm, pre-prepared dressing over the cabbage. Right. Well, yes, that's true. Now, you you just get a regular green cabbage and, and slice it extremely fine, not not to grate it. And then if the dressing is bacon grease yep. and a little sugar and vinegar. Wow. It's very, I, it's 
And it, when it, if it's very hot, you know, when it hits the, the cooler lettuce, I mean cabbage, it makes a really good salad. I love it. Yes, I have had that. I'd forgotten about it. But I'm so glad that you re- reminded me and called to share that because that's another one of the wet or, or you know, or soaked uh, salads that, that uh, you know, are in our um, food lexicon here. And I guess it would be more of a, or less a Deep South dish. I can't imagine, but I could be wrong. But that is a great addition to the conversation about a wet salad. Did you ever, growing up or in your adult life, make a wet salad um, out of lettuce leaves? Or is it always been the cabbage? No, you can. You can make it out of lettuce leaves. But I don't know. I, I think I prefer just the traditional cabbage. <laughs> now, I grew up in Kentucky. And uh-huh. hot slaw and German foods were in the northern Kentucky. Well, German, the there you market. go, there you go. And so that may have originated as a German dish, but I'm not, I don't know. What is the ratio of bacon drippings to um, <laughs> <laughs> to the sugar? I don't know. <laughs> Did you that say could... also that you add uh, vinegar and bacon? Yeah. And, and bacon drippings? Vinegar, bacon, real bacon grease, yeah. and real bacon just in little bits. Yeah. And then uh, kind of mix it with the, the vinegar and a little sugar to break it. Sounds just, great. Yeah. yeah. This, could, does, be, this it, could be a new tradition. Yeah, no, that does sound good. Anytime, you know, you add bacon, it's just, just a little just a little taste. But, no, that, that does sound good. Thank you, Jane. Thanks, Jane, for listening to Deep South Dining and for taking a few moments to call and share uh, about the hot cabbage salad. I, I like that. Hot slaw. That's a nice Oh, name. hot slaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we've got Bill. We, we dropped you earlier. Sorry, Bill. Bill's on the road. What's going on, my friend? Well, apparently there are weak spots in the cell signal out here where I am, so hopefully I'll get through this. Uh, just wanted to pass along a, an item that... We used to have it Thanksgiving that I really love, and it's uh, oyster casserole. Mm. Very simple ingredient. You just crumble up a bunch of saltine crackers, line the bottom of a one of those Pyrex uh, baking dishes, line, then you line out all the way across uh, with oysters. You pour a stick of melted butter on top of that, and then you. Uh, douse it, healthy dousing of uh, Worcestershire. Yeah. And then you do it all again, and you top it with uh, the crumbled crackers in, I think, 350 for 30 minutes. And uh, hmm. I don't know why. I think it was the butter content that made it go away with all of, you know, the older people were like, no, nah, this, this is too much. Yeah. But I just loved it. I've never made it. I've seen it done, but I've I've never made it myself, but it is so good. So you don't actually have a written down recipe, you just remember the the ingredients. I do and it's you know, it's pretty much uh, ends up being a bunch of oysters and crackers with uh probably two or three sticks of butter and yeah. and uh some Worcestershire, you know, to taste. Well you know when uh, you know yeah, well, when we eat raw oysters, of course, often we will put a little Worcestershire or cocktail sauce on a saltine cracker and eat it cold. But this way you're getting uh, getting it baked with all the ooh and the goo of the butter and the oyster juice, and uh, it sounds fantastic. It really is. It's really good. 
<clears throat> well, thanks for sharing that recipe and that memory with us. And, and where did you live? Where did you grow up eating this dish? I grew up in southeast Alabama, a little town called Eufaula. Okay. So were oysters, uh, were they plentiful uh, in your childhood? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we were only about two hours from Panama City Beach, Florida. I got you. And uh, there were fresh oysters all the time. But uh, I think my mom just bought the little pint-sized uh, cups of yeah. of pre-done oysters to, to do that recipe. Sure. Yeah, she just about to shuck all those oysters. Right. Well... This is a great dish, uh, and thanks for sharing it with us. And, you know, if anybody wants to experiment with uh, an oyster casserole made with saltine crackers, uh, oysters, and um, a lot of butter there, Java. Oh, yeah, you can never go wrong with butter. And uh, appreciate that call, Bill, because it reminded me of an email that we got last week. Um, you guys were talking a little bit, like you talked this morning, about oyster dressing. And then we got an email from uh, Carlisle saying that my mother always made traditional dressing and scalloped oysters. And uh, scalloped oysters are really just fresh oysters layered with crumbled saltine crackers, seasoning, and half and half. Mm, that's a good one. There you go. I love the fact that we here in the South uh, – talk about seafood with thanksgiving i don't think you know the pilgrims and <laughs> you know in the early meals probably i don't know maybe they had oysters and fish and well maybe maybe a little different because um uh well i don't know cold, east east coast oysters exactly yeah, you know yeah, yeah. they're great yeah they, virginia they, has great oysters it's a thing yeah Maine has great oyster all of the East Coast, but it wasn't in the in in the scribe with the with the maize right. and the it's not, it's, the, not the the fo- it's not in the folklore. There you go. <laughs> we could add it. It's we could throw it much. in there. Yeah. All right. We've got uh, Mikey on the phone calling from the Great Mobile Bay area. Hello, Mikey. What's up? Hey, you talking Mobile? You talking oysters, man? You know that, <laughs> of course. That's not what I called about, though. Um, uh, I- I'm primarily plant-based uh, but i eat a piscatarian something or other some you know can of sardines or some tuna or oysters mm-hmm. when it's good maybe a couple of times a year and for but for a long time uh over a decade i was purely vegetarian and um i i have to pass along something that came from a friend of mine who was a chef at um, jackson state university but I had known him since childhood. I have this ridiculous picture of when I was 12 and he was 13, and we went to the first dance together. Oh, <laughs> this great. is when people dressed up in little prom dresses and ballets. You know, well, they were actually sold as house slippers, but my mom said, these are ballet shoes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Chef Paul Ferru is his name. Paul Ferru? Th- and I just... F-E-R-R-O-U-X. Okay. Yes, he, okay. Was, he, was, he was half Cajun. I was going to say, he's from Louisiana, I believe. Uh, well, his daddy was, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, this tip worked so well for my family because they, being the total, total carnivores, bless their little hearts, you know, they thought that I was about the freakiest person they had ever met, you know, um, uh, uh, with the, the whole vegetarian adventure thing right but they, but they were so i've got to also thank my sister because she is the the dressing maker you know but she's the one who came up with the dressing that was most like mama's and nanny's gotcha. you know, her mother's and um what i'm getting at is that that their recipe called for broth 
And that was the stumper as far as making, you know, making the cornbread, chopping the veggies, um, and then chilling it all for a while, and then putting the hot broth and then putting it in the oven. Well, the broth thing, you know, we just couldn't come up with a way to come around doing, you know, it had to be meat, turkey and chicken broth. Right, right, right. It had to be. But Chef Paul suggested to my sister that he just make a small, you know, enough for me, lucky me, (laughs) on the side and use the same recipe and use cream of celery soup instead of the broth. And I'm telling you, just give it a try. I mean, I, I don't think it would matter what kind of dressing you made, whether it was rice-based or bread-based or cornbread-based or, you know, whatever your family thing is. If you've got multiple people with, you know, trying to do different diets at the table, it's a peacemaker and everybody loves it. The only thing is, if you're the vegetarian, make sure you hide enough so you get There you it. go. <laughs> Well, that's great, Mikey. Thanks so much uh, for listening. We appreciate you, and we appreciate you taking time to share uh, your thoughts, recipes, and reflections. Uh, we did have a caller who asked not to be identified, but she wanted to An share. anonymous caller. That's right. She <laughs> wanted to share uh, that she uh, went to a food pantry and got a box uh, full of everything she needed for her family's Thanksgiving, and for that, she is very grateful. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw several news stories about how um, the community always comes together around this time. Um, even on Marshall's show, now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey, we had Stu Pot right. director on and talked about how they, you know, even during this difficult time, the pandemic is still going on. Um, you know, people have rallied and come together. Uh, to help those that are, you know, in need. Yeah, and less fortunate. And we uh, we are thankful uh, for all of those who participate in giving, donating, and being a part of service to others to be served, um, to serve rather than to be served. All right, we're going to take another break. And again, we will continue to talk about Thanksgiving and this amazing food holiday. Uh, Not only talking about the food, but talking about gratitude and what are we thankful for. Uh, And today I got engaged uh, uh, several years ago. So today is uh, sort of my engagement. So I want to wish my wife, Kara, a happy engagement day. There you go. Right at the Thanksgiving table, Java. Really? You would have loved it. After the dessert. Oh, man. You're a classy guy. (laughs) Well, anyway. So we'll take a little break. We'll come back. We'll continue to take your calls and emails. We'll talk about Thanksgiving, dressing versus stuffing, cornbread versus uh, regular bread uh, dressings. Uh, What kind of gravy do you make? And uh, Mikey was talking about the vegetarian uh, uh, dressing and about the uh, using the stock and always that there's a meat stock. These days you can get a nice vegetable stock even at the grocery store. There you go. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. Okay, mac and cheese up in the oven, grandma finished cooking. Thanksgiving round the corner, need banana pudding. Brought you home to mama, even though you said I shouldn't. Might not make the Christmas, but I'm hoping Sounds good. I'm Sounds like 
home cooking. Yeah, they they're mac grandma stable. They're mac and cheese in the oven. Like, come on. When I heard that line, I said, "Oh yeah, you're you're getting played on Monday." That's right. <laughs> well, you're our mac and cheese expert. Yeah, I uh, love it, man. A lot of people get pushback from that being as a, a traditional Thanksgiving dish, but we have. <laughs> In my refrigerator, <laughs> I have to I have to laugh because we have so many different types of cheeses in my refrigerator right now because my uh, wife she's gonna take over the uh, macaroni and cheese duties this year, um, you know, as her contribution, and I'm gonna eat as my traditional contribution. <laughs> well, we're having mac and cheese also. My uh, son-in-law he insists that mac and cheese is part of his Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, it's his, a good his thing. two items that he just really wants are pecan pie and mac and cheese. Ooh, that's a good that's you a know, good duo. Hey, well, how can that's you go good, wrong? That's a good duo. That's a great duo. <laughs> so we will remind you that we're talking a lot about eating and the Thanksgiving tradition and uh, the big spread, but we also want to remind you that you don't have to overeat and over uh, indulge during the holidays. Yeah, the itis the itis is real and if you don't know what the itis is is after you eat a hefty meal, <laughs> uh, you tend to get really really sleepy. And there is some science behind that too, so it's not just a a thing people say about the itis, but I did uh find some tips to help during this holiday season because you know, Thanksgiving really opens things up um as far as like one of the big food holidays, the indulgence type of things. Right. Uh you got Christmas and New Year's, a lot of people are just kind of throwing caution to the wind. But um, one uh, tip is to eat healthy most of the time when you can. So, you know, when the, when the cakes and the pies come around, you don't have to shy away because you've been doing so well the other parts of the um, the week or whatnot. Uh-huh. And then, um, so uh, what about second helpings of a, of a, you eat once and you well, just, you know, you like I say, it's it's like almost like preparing. You you've eaten all the salads <laughs> the rest of the week, so you can kind of do what you feel when the um, when the big spread comes around. Also, eat what you love. You know, don't want to overthink the holidays. You can get burdened down, like oh man, I'm going for my second helping. I shouldn't do that. But if you you know you're having a good time, just just enjoy yourself. Mind your portions, though. Enjoy the goodies, but be sensible. There's nothing wrong with a second plate if your first plate was kind of quaint. I guess. You know, you you don't want to go for the big portion. Sample everything. There you go. Make a sample plate. Uh, Limit your liquid calories, Mm -hmm. um, especially for those who, um, you know, partake in the alcoholic beverages. Um, they, They even have hidden calories. So, you know, stay away from those. Um, But keep your exercise routine if you can. I know a lot of people will be doing traveling, especially this week um, when Christmas comes around. You know, sneak in that walk around the block or um, um, take that, you know, don't just let your dog out. Take your dog around around the neighborhood and get their exercise in. Also, drop the guilt. Enjoy yourself. It is the holiday season. You know, uh, make yourself feel good and um, just have a good time. That's that's good advice. Yeah, Very I know. Like advice. a couple of shows ago, we talked with Dr. Susan Buttress about you know relieving that stress that comes with the holidays and stuff. So just drop that guilt. You know, enjoy yourself. Yes, and um, you know, there's also uh, Java. You included some uh, information here about the Turkey Talk Hotline, which is an interesting. <laughs> this has always been fascinating to me. 
because this is one of those things that happened uh, uh, like a lot of things. Before I was born, it was 1981, but this has become a 40-year tradition for um, the Juggernaut Turkey Company, Butterball, their Turkey Talk Hotline um, will be taking almost about 10,000 calls on Thanksgiving alone. That's the average. And um, it's, it started in 1981 with uh, six home economists uh, worked the phones uh, one holiday season um, and answered over 11,000 turkey cooking questions um, in that first year alone. They're celebrating 40 years. Now you can find them on uh, TikTok, you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, um, even on your Amazon Alexa. Um, it's 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 everywhere. But they average from uh, November first to Thanksgiving Day about a hundred thousand calls. Good lord! And it's all about turkey. <laughs> well, and then there's frying the turkey. You know, which I do. You fry a turkey? I. I have not fried a turkey myself. I've seen it done. I've been around um, where you have to slow. That's just that's like the number one tip. It seems so obvious, but um, just slowly drop it into the grease. But um, yeah, I, I love a good fried turkey. Yeah. Well, the queen of cooking turkey uh, uh, is is Elizabeth High School. You know, we've had Elizabeth on to tell us about this uh, pillow, the pillowcase turkey, and we. I wanted to have her on this morning, and uh, somehow I've lost her phone number. So, Elizabeth, okay. if you are listening, and I hate to ask you to do this, would you please call us at one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four because we want to hear about the queen of the turkey roasters uh, and how you have shared, I believe it was your mom's pillowcase turkey technique. Yeah, it was her. Yeah, she's uh, been a frequent a frequent guest on here. And um, yeah, the pillowcase turkey story is always fascinating. Elizabeth, she's she's full of full of great stories. So we hope to, to make contact with you, Elizabeth, before we go off the air. Sorry for the uh, snafu on uh, not getting you on. But if, if any of our listeners want to share your um, Turkey recipes or ideas around the Thanksgiving table? Uh, Kevin Farrell has a comment here. Actually, I heard this uh, or read this somewhere this morning and just looked it up. But this is it says more than two thirds of Americans think Thanksgiving dinner leftovers taste better than the original meal. In a recent survey of 2000 respondents who celebrate Thanksgiving, nearly seven in 10 said a next day Thanksgiving sandwich tastes better than the day's fresh dinner. Half agreed the main course makes the best leftovers uh, more so than the side dishes. While traditional foods are concerned, 62% that turkey makes the best leftovers, 46% opted for mashed potatoes or stuffing and dressing, 45% cited pumpkin pie as the best leftover, Hmm. and 38% declared that it shouldn't be eaten any other time except the holidays. Wow. What should not be eaten any other time? The pumpkin pie. Oh, that's wrong. I can't go with that. (laughs) I love leftovers. Java, you leftover man? Oh, yeah. I'm always looking for a good turkey sandwich um, a day after, but you have to be, you know, cognizant of how many days after the leftovers. People tend to leave them in the refrigerator. Yeah, there there is an expiration date. There is an expiration date. Also, you know, I'm I'm a lucky one. Um, I like dressing and stuffing. And so uh, my sister-in-law when we would eat at my brother's house when they lived in Birmingham. Uh, we, you know, we grew up in the north, so we were stuffing people. Uh, but right. they made both because there were pe- people at the dinner table from kind of both traditions. And so the lucky ones were someone like me who said, bring on both of them. Yeah. I, I like both. 
Uh, but I'm, I like making dressing. Uh, and as I said earlier, I like to add um, oysters or um, crab meat these days. Yeah, that, that new thing that you're saying with the crab meat, you're going to have to slap me a little. I'll, I'll bring you a yeah. little, uh, some leftovers. I, <laughs> I, like, I like crab and uh, putting it in the dressing. It's just new for me. That's yeah, just, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, sometimes you just have to branch out a little bit. You there you exp- go. Do you like the oyster dressing, or are you not an oyster eater? I'm not really. It's really like more of a cornbread type of dressing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's uh really really what I'm what I'm into. Do you have uh, gravy? Yes, on, yes, on yeah, a lot, yeah, gravy. Um, the traditional um, sweet potato casserole, um, uh, green bean casserole, macaroni and cheese, um, the ham. Gotta have a good. Gotta have a good ham on there. We don't traditionally have ham. We, uh, Kara's family grew up, her father grew up in northern Virginia, and they have those old-style, you know, country okay. uh, Virginia hams, yeah. which are dry and dense, salty, uh-huh. you know. So we'll have some of that. Okay. Did we get Elizabeth? I think we may. I oh, my gosh. What's going on, girl? We're so glad you could join us. Elizabeth High School. How are you? You there? I think we may have to kind of, sort of, huh? Yeah, let's. We get had it. her there for a second. Doggone it! Hey, honey, there oh, she is. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know y'all were talking to me. Hey, how are you? So good. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing a bit of your Thanksgiving joy. Are you kidding me? Y'all are my two favorite people in the world. Thanks for thinking of me. Well, you've told us the story about the the pillowcase before, but we would. I think it's becoming it's a tradition on Deep South Dining that Elizabeth shares the pillowcase turkey cooking technique. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, You know, so it's really pretty funny. It's the reason that I'm now just arrived in New York City, and I'll be doing the Today Show on Wednesday um, because of that turkey. So. Another tradition. It's, it's a recipe. Yeah, right. this is my seventh year. Wow. Uh, so everybody yeah, needs COVID. to tune in Wednesday yeah. morning at what time central? Eight. It'll be 8 o'clock hour, but I'll be on the 8 o'clock, the 9 o'clock, and the 10 o'clock. But we'll have 21 chefs on the plaza that morning, and um, it's going to be super exciting. So, wow. But, yes, but that is the, that is the turkey that uh, where it all started. And, you know, Funny enough, it's just it's my grandmother's way of figuring a problem out. Um, she could not stand that her turkey would get so dark, you know, mm. before it was ready, before it was like fully cooked. Right. And um, she is a perfectionist, and um, it had to be perfect. Everything had to be perfect. And so she decided that she would wrap it. And, you know, I mean, I think probably. A cheesecloth would have obviously been a lot better, but in the Delta in the 1950s, you know, there they didn't there have cheesecloth. Wasn't any Williams Sonoma at the corner, so um, so it was a clean pillowcase off of her bed, and she <laughs> tore it up and wrapped it around that pillow, and then saturated it in melted butter and sherry and a little bit of cognac, red wine, and you know, then continued to base it. Made all the difference in the world. So what you do is you literally wrap it saturate it and we use a v-rack so that's one of those um you know fabulous inventions that you rest your turkey and always breast side down okay that way all the juices are going to run to the breast then right before it's done you're going to pull it out and it's kind of like this team 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 building exercise between the family (laughs) 
Because somebody's going to have to lift the turkey. Somebody's going to have to as you flip it. Well, you lift it, you flip it, and then somebody has to pull the pillowcase off. Oh, um, so you, yeah, so, and then you put it back down. So now we are breast side up. It goes back into the oven so that it can, um, you know, get all brown and beautiful. And um, it's it really is. It's one of the most amazing recipes. When Southern Living first did this recipe, they tested um, – 6,000 recipes that year, and this turkey landed in the top five. Whoa. Big one. Can you believe that? I mean, of all the recipes, Huge. not of the damn turkeys. I'm talking of all of them, which all is unbelievable. So, all of them. But anyway, yeah, so it, it really is. It's a, um, it's a wonderful recipe. A friend of mine was telling me uh, that her mother or grandmother, I think it was grandmother, used to roast their turkey in a a grocery bag, a brown grocery bag lined okay. lined with Crisco, seasoned, and then put in there and, and, and cooked on like 200 for hours and hours in that bag. So, see, that's the thing. Listen, I mean, she she was ahead of the Pompano and Papio. You see what I'm exactly. saying? She's like, I mean, she's up in the, probably up in the Delta, maybe south of Jackson. Maybe she's on the coast. She didn't have any parchment paper, you know? I mean, so she said, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> and that is. I mean, you know, I mean, what do they say? Creativity is the mother of invention? That's I don't correct. know whether that's something what they like say, but something necessity. like that. Necessity. But it is. I mean, that's, that, it is necessity. And, um, and I love that. I love that about that generation. You know, if they didn't have it, they'd figure it out and make it work at halftime. It was better than what they, were, what they started with. So how is uh, What Can I Bring doing? How, how's the book world? Well, the new book is Come on, come over. on over. I'm sorry. Come on over. That we are so excited about. Um, and it is. It's doing very, very well. It came out in May, and, um, and we're still signing, and we're still selling. And um, it could not be any better for, the, for Christmas. So, you know, go ahead and get you a couple cases of them, and uh, they're easy <laughs> to wrap. You know what I mean? Put a little bow on them, and um, and you've got all your holiday shopping taken care of. So what are you what are you doing besides being in New York and getting ready to be on the Today Show? What's going on in your world? So, you know, I mean, we've just the catering company has been absolutely wild, which is wonderful. Um, you know, after COVID, and we have been we literally we had the busiest fall that we we could ever have even imagined time fifty. So. We're exhausted, um, but we're but we're very happy, and we certainly we never ever complain about being busy anymore. Um, so so we're just super grateful. So that that's really been occupying everything, watching Ole Miss football, and um, and now here in New York, and still selling that book. So it's good. It's really really good. So one more time, tell our listeners about tuning in for your. For your New York. Okay, so it's on. Show. Obviously, it's on the Today Show. Right. Um, and at the eight o'clock hour, we'll have twenty-one chefs that'll be sharing every tip and trick and solution to any problem that you might encounter um, on your Thanksgiving day. Um, and then we're also going to keep that rolling through the nine o'clock hour. And then ten o'clock hour is going to be a huge surprise. Ooh, and, um, I know, I know, I know, and I can't believe they told me this is all I can do not to say something. Um, you know, they think, oh, we'll tell the Mississippi girl she doesn't know anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I know, then I get on the radio, you know, or I get on this, and I'm like, anyway, just kidding. But but it is going to be a super fun, fun, fun time at the 10 o'clock hour. And that's when I'll be sharing my um, my uh, <laughs> failed pie trifle. So, 
basically if you have a, a pie that doesn't turn out um, or maybe the crust gets too brown and, you know, or you go to bed and your drunk uncle eats a piece of it and the next morning you're, you're faced with this half-eaten pie. What in the world can you do with it? Well, we're going to turn it into a fabulous trifle. So mm. anyway, so that is, um, that's, that's what my recipe will be in that 10 o'clock hour. That's and, of terrific. course, the big surprise. The big surprise, which we will <laughs> yeah, have, to, we, we'll have to wait. I'm on pins and needles because Elizabeth, it's on the tip of her tongue, but she, she, she's doing right, and she's going to hold a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so this try. is a special guest? Is that what oh, we're talking okay, about? Stop fishing. <laughs> stop fishing. <laughs> stop fishing. <laughs> stop that right now, Malcolm. You know I'm weak. So stuffing or dressing? Cornbread or Malcolm, regular bread? Malcolm. Malcolm. Uh-oh. Malcolm. Malcolm, Jesus, Malcolm, do not do this to me today. It is, I'm already in New York. I know what I'm going to be faced with, okay? I don't need you starting early. I mean, because as soon as I get on that plaza, everybody's going to be talking about stuffing. Right. And you know how mad it makes me. If there's, if, I mean, it literally aggravates me to my core. It is nails on a chalkboard when somebody starts talking about stiffing. The stiffing. Oh, I can't stand it. It's dressing. It's cornbread, and there is no other option. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever put oysters or crab meat or any kind of seafood in there? Well, yeah, if I'm going to make an oyster leek bread pudding, yes, I do. Uh. But I'm not, I mean, no, my cornbread dressing is my grandmother's recipe, which I think is just the best. And you don't need to be go mucking it up with anything else. Thanksgiving is reserved for tradition, and traditional right. recipes are how it needs to be. There's no point in getting, you know, the food and wine magazine out and going all willy-nilly on Thanksgiving. <laughs> if you want to go willy-nilly, that's fine. Do it on a Friday night or a Saturday night. or I mean, I don't care, but don't just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Don't be bringing any Brussels sprouts in there. It's not, it's not time for Brussels sprouts. This is a casserole holiday. You know it is, Malcolm. Uh, uh, Elizabeth is a by thirteen. I don't want it. She's a lady after my own heart. I love well, you. Got to you. Got to be traditional at least on one day. <laughs> don't mess with Thanksgiving. There you go. No, God, leave it alone. <laughs> we only get it one day a year. Why are you going to go fooling around with it? Add crab meat to the damn dressing. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Oh, boy, it's always great to have Elizabeth High School on the uh, Deep well, South Dining program. Well, Malcolm, I love you all, and Java God knows I love you. And I'm missing my Carol Puckett today, but um, but you know how I love her. So. Oh, yeah, and she loves you, too. And we are grateful for you, and we appreciate the fact that you join us from time to time and share your amazing gifts and talents. And yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Good luck in New York City, and give them hell. Uh, baby, you know I will, and y'all tune in Wednesday morning. We'll do we'll it. We'll do that. Okay. Wow. So we got a caller asking about my wife's uh, Armenian green beans, and I will have to. Oh wow! Uh, act, I did not bring the recipe, but this is what I can say about it. they are uh, whole green beans. You know, not chopped up, not canned, not frozen. They're the fresh whole ones uh, that you have to snap the little ends off, uh, and and sort of. I think she steams them first and then cooks them with tomatoes. And that is uh, what really sets them aside. You know, if she'll use um, sort of a Mediterranean dry uh, seasoning, uh, Greek seasoning usually, uh, on the beans, some salt, and then adds the tomatoes. Usually it's a canned tomato 
to the green beans and then cooks them together and and, and the the tomato sauce uh, and the beans sort of merge into this heavenly uh, Armenian green bean recipe. And I guess to keep it international, we got we just got an email like two minutes ago. Um, I think they were listening to the the uh, slaw. A conversation, the hot slaw. And, hot uh, slaw. <laughs> this, this one is uh, from Alec, and it's about Russian slaw. In Russia, my wife and I got inspiration for a slaw with uh, Chinese cabbage, as it is sold sometimes in the store. You cut off most of the frilly yellow-green around the edge of the big leaf, chop the white part, not finely at all. That's your base. Dress it with a 50-50 mixture of low-fat mayonnaise and sour cream, that will do, but you can add a tiny bit of salt, not necessary, um, poppy seeds, a little chopped half-cooked carrot, a few English peas for color, and then refrigerate before serving. It tastes so good and soothes the conscience, too. Mm, <laughs> boy, that sounds good. And that's uh, Russian slaw. Russian slaw. From Alec and Clinton. And we've had hot slaw, Russian slaw, wet salad. Armenian green beans. Dressing versus stuffing. We got set straight on that, did we not? S- super set straight. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I could uh get your uh your crab salad now. <laughs> your crab dressing. Maybe I won't maybe I won't bring you, maybe you, won't bring you crab dressing. I mean, we've been Elizabeth straight. might go off. She she told us what to do with it. <laughs> we got just a minute or two. What about air frying? Do you ever fool with a, that kind of gear? Uh yeah, I, I got I have an air fryer and I and um I guess I'm telling Mississippi. I'm thinking about getting another one. <laughs> I got one. I like it so much. I'm getting another one. I do because we have one. It's like a um, uh, a pot, so to speak, a, a bowl. And but I want the. I've seen the advertisements for the flat air fryers, mm-hmm. where you can kind of kind of cook pizzas and other things on it, where, where it's like a tray. Have you ever cooked oven. a turkey turkey breast in it? I haven't done any turkey in the okay. air fryer. Yeah. All right. But that would be another option for people, I guess, if they're looking to experiment with their Thanksgiving uh, meal, although Elizabeth says don't mess with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I can uh, really go with uh, her sentiment on that, you know, keep it traditional. It's yeah, a, but then again, there are lots of traditions. And, and everybody starting s- new traditions. S- sort of has their own. Someone was telling me earlier they were having gumbo for Thanksgiving. Now that's uh, that's something that's not been far from our uh, table. That's uh, But often a night before dish. I have had standing rib roast for Thanksgiving before. There you go. So, yeah, it's, it's, to it's, each their own. And, and and more, we've been talking a lot about the food and things, but it's you know it's mostly about family and getting together, being being thankful, being grateful, and all those great things. And spending time with family, which we don't ordinary. I mean, these days you rarely ever get to gather the whole family around the table. So, boy, yeah. So what whatever, whatever, whatever gets them there, right? You know, gets them there. Well, it's been fun, Java. Everybody have a nice Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Uh, enjoy your time. Many people get a day or two off this time of year, so that's a beautiful thing. My granddaughter, Wren, said she had nine days off for school during Thanksgiving. She was thankful for that. There you go. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by the generous contributions from good folks like you. Thank you. Our show was produced by Java Chapman. For Carol Puckett, who couldn't be with us today, but who is always with us in spirit, I am Malcolm White saying thank you. And to stay tuned for Marshall Ramsey's show, Now You're Talking, followed at 11 by Southern Remini. And join Carol and Java and I every Monday at 9 o'clock right here on MPB Think Radio for Deep South Dining. Mm-hmm.